the night's shadows created an unsettling mood among the wake. The outside jungle quieted. The wake's attendees listened and wiped their grief-worn eyes. A commotion stirred near the door. The men left their wide-eyed women who tightened their grasp around their sleeping children. The men clustered in the doorway and pointed at the night-draped forest. A stone's throw away, a shadow moved. A flashlight's beam was devoured by the jungle's canopy as the shadow revealed itself to be a large black dog. The dog snarled at the group. The men looked between it and the body laying in wake. One of the men stepped towards the animal. The dog lunged at him. Screaming, he stepped back into the arms of the others. The dog stopped several meters away and growled. Someone parted the men. The elderly widow emerged from the group. She swatted the men's hands off her, wiped tears from her tired eyes, and shuffled towards the dog. The dog was confused as the elderly woman approached, trying to shoo the animal away. The dog showed its white fangs. The widow yelled at the creature and pointed at the forest. The dog barked. The widow threw salt at the dog and screamed. The dog's mouthful of salt turned its bark into a whine as it fell upon itself and squirmed back towards the dark forest. The dog was the Philippines' shape-shifting vampire, Aswang, and this is Legends from the Pacific. Aloha, and thank you for joining us. This is Legends from the Pacific, Episode 15, The Philippines' Shapeshifting Vampire, Aswang, Part 1. I am Kamuela Kanashiro. Listeners, follow us on Twitter or Instagram and share us with your friends and family. This episode will cover the Aswang's characteristics. Next week's episode will cover the Aswang's history, influence, and shoutouts to some of our fans. Later in this episode, your featured song and Hawaiian word, but first, the Aswang. It's interesting talking to Filipinos about the paranormal. They'll laugh at you if you talk to them about ghosts or UFOs, but they'll become somber when you bring up the Aswang. Located north of Indonesia and south of Taiwan lies the Philippine Archipelago. Aswang started as an umbrella term for Filipino monsters or disturbances. They are classified as ghouls, viscera suckers, vampires, werewolves, and witches. The Aswang are usually thin, attractive women that can sprout claws and bat wings. They are known to have a proboscis tongue, which they feed through. They consume blood, organs, dead bodies, and children. However, their favorite foods are the liver and unborn babies. To get at the latter, Aswang will slip its tongue into the expecting mother while she sleeps. To keep a low profile, they will occasionally replace its prey with something. Sometimes, they'll replace their victim with a doppelganger, which dies after a few days. Or, they'll replace bodies in the jungle with logs or tree palms. 
When someone dies, there's a list of procedures that are followed to protect the body. These include not sweeping the floor around a wake to prevent the scent of the deceased attracting an aswang, and releasing an injured chicken while moving the body to distract an aswang. Aswang are sometimes called tick-ticks because it's believed this is the sound they make when they are near. Aswang proximity can be determined by how loud they are. If you hear loud flapping wings, it means the aswang is far away. However, if these sounds are faint, the aswang is near. They can mimic voices. They're also shapeshifters who can appear as anything, including people. But it's believed that large black animals like pigs, horses, and dogs are aswangs in disguise. Okay, I'd like to point out that there's a belief aswang have backwards feet. But if they can shapeshift, why would they have backwards feet? But I digress. Sunlight weakens them, but they are still powerful creatures and almost unstoppable at night. Because of this, Aswang stories are told to kids to keep them in home at night. This tactic was also seen with the Bunyip and Rangda, which was covered previously. They have been known to join villages, but kill outside the village to conceal their identity. Villagers notice when an Aswang moves in, but won't confront them until people go missing. Aswang can marry humans, though the human will likely turn into another Aswang. See, here's the interesting thing. You don't need an Aswang to become one. Aswang get their abilities from a chick that lives inside the Aswang's body. Some rituals for how a human can get a chick into them include keeping a fertilized chicken egg against their stomach until the chick enters the person, or putting two fertilized chicken eggs in their armpits while staring at the moon on a certain night. They can also transfer their chick to someone by mouth. This makes the new host an Aswang, but the transferer dies. Aswang are selfish, so even if they have a mate, they will hunt alone. There's a number of weapons that can be used against an Aswang, but their rapid healing make them difficult to kill. It should be noted that the effectiveness of churches, holy symbols, or holy water is inconclusive. They can be identified by looking into their eyes. If your reflection is upside down, the creature is an Aswang. There's also a belief that if you look at something between your legs while standing and they look distorted, they're an Aswang. I found this interesting since Japanese believe this is how you identify a ghost. Still to come, your featured song and Hawaiian word, but now, a story. The following is based on cultural testimony. A pregnant woman was helped into bed by her mother, who lectured her for leaving the house earlier today. The expecting woman hoped her husband would return from his late shift. She was tired of her mother's nagging, which was a broken record of the baby being due at any moment and how drawing attention to herself would cause the Aswang to come for her child. The woman felt her dinner stir, but kept it down as the grotesque image of an Aswang filled her mind. The monster plagued her nightmares for weeks, 
but she dared not tell her mother. The woman cleared her mind and hoped tonight the nightmares would stop. She rubbed her belly. Her baby's movement and kicking soothed her. Her mother kissed her daughter's forehead and closed the bedroom window. The woman asked her mother to keep the window open because it was hot. Her mother smirked and said, but the Aswang. The mother left the room and the woman heard her mother's door close as she closed her eyes. But she got uncomfortable. The sheets tangled her and her pillow was too hot. She struggled from bed, waddled to the window and opened it. The night was still, but the occasional breeze felt heavenly against her sweat-dampened skin. Waddling back to her bed, she heard faint wings flapping. She sighed and thought it was bats as she found a comfortable position in bed and fell asleep. Above her room, an aswang retracted its wings and sat on the roof's edge. The creature pushed back its long black hair. Its eyes glistened in the moonlight and it lowered its head onto the roof. Its ears perked as it heard the expecting woman's breathing slow as she slipped deeper into sleep. The woman's mother snored in her room and the unborn child's heartbeat excited the aswang. The creature licked its lips, then its tongue dropped over the side and entered the woman's open window. The aswang closed her eyes and saw the woman's room from the sense of her tongue. The aswang stretched her neck as her tongue went along the floor into the woman's bed. The woman dreamt of playing with her child in a field. Her child ran to her, but it tripped and cried. The woman ran to her child, but couldn't get to her screaming baby. Something hit her window. The woman woke and sat up in bed. A figure filled the window. It faced the woman and screamed. The woman screamed. The figure tried to calm the woman. It was her husband. He just got home. He closed the window and was startled by his wife sitting up in bed. Her mother burst into the room. The couple insisted everything was all right. The mother sniffed the air, looked towards the ceiling, and left. The husband joined his wife in bed. She hit him for scaring her and turned away from him. She felt his body behind her as he embraced her, but he moved from her. She heard his hand slide across the sheet between them. What's wrong? She asked. The bed's wet. Were you that scared? The wife felt her belly. There was no movement. A tear slipped from her eye. Her husband left the bed and tossed off the blankets. Her husband gasped. It's... Your water broke. The wife sighed. Her baby kicked and moved in her belly as the hungry Aswang flew into the night. Coming up is your featured song and Hawaiian word. Listeners, please follow us on Twitter or Instagram and share us with your friends and family. As mentioned before, next week's episode will cover the Aswang's history, influence, and shoutouts to some of our fans. 
If you like what you heard, please give us a rating, write a review, and share Legends from the Pacific with your friends and family. I'd really appreciate it. Our theme song is Mystery by Tavana, courtesy of High Sessions. Sound effects are by Sound Effects Factory. Our music coordinator is Matt Duffy, aka DJ Triple Bypass. Links and show notes can be found on our website, legendsfromthepacific.com, including a link to your featured song, which is another Tavana song, Island Days, courtesy of High Sessions. Legends from the Pacific was written, produced, and edited by me, Kamuela Kaneshiro. As always, I wrote our opening and closing stories. Your featured Hawaiian word is ilio. Ilio is Hawaiian for dog. An example for ilio is the barking ilio kept us up all night. Once again, ilio is Hawaiian for dog. Thank you once again for listening. Mahalo and ahui ho. Of these island days